0: here that we are reminded that in Christ we have a place. We have a family. We were outside, but now we have a home. And so we welcome you today. and hope that you find a home in Christ and have a home here at Hebrew Baptist Church. Would you stand as we begin our service with God's Word? And we have a responsive reading. I have a part and then you follow. Psalm 4054, six and 7. I will sacrifice a free will offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, because it is good. For He has rescued me from every trouble, and my eye has looked down on my enemies. Let us sing.
1: And we as a people are a a people who are gathered because of the resurrection of Christ, and God has demonstrated his power over sin and death in that, and and that's for us as well. So let's sing together. Christ the Lord is risen today.
2: Christ the, the Lord is risen
1: today.
2: Hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say, Hallelujah. Raise your joys and triumphs high. Us, for those who have not heard, may songs of praise build lives of praise to spread your word. May the peoples praise you, let the nations be glad. Forever, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. All creation praise your glorious name. Let the people praise you. Let the nations be All your blessings come. Let All your plans in God That we may praise May praise the name of Jesus
1: hey, Let's praise him. He's worthy. Amen. Thank you for your singing. You may be seated.
0: Again, welcome to Hebrew Baptist Church. I am Pastor Sean, and I'm glad that you're here. We here at Hebrew Baptist Church exist to invite everyone, all of you, to take your next step towards Jesus. Whatever that is, maybe it's trusting in Christ for the first time, maybe it's uh, going later this afternoon uh, to gospel to every home and share the gospel. Maybe it's going on a mission trip, whatever that is, we want you to continue your walk with Christ and grow in him today we've gathered in the name of jesus to praise his name amen Amen. we're glad that you're here this morning if you're a guest we want to welcome you if this is your first time here especially we're glad that you're here Uh, if you are a guest we ask that you you can connect with us in two ways particularly through a connect card you can do that electronically somewhere near you in the pew in front of you you can scan the qr code and do that electronically and then that way we can connect to you that way, or if you go to the Next Steps desk, they will have a, a paper or a hard copy if you'd rather do it that way, but if it's your first time with us today, we want to connect with you and take that uh, filled out card to the Next Steps desk, and they have a gift waiting for you. Uh, there, there's also a QR code for giving later in the service, we'll do that at the end of the service, but we wanted to make sure that you are aware of all the ways that you can connect with us well during our service we also have a time that we gather if we're God's people we should gather and it's called to be a house of prayer we should pray together amen and so we're going to pray together for many things for ourselves and the world let's pray Heavenly Father we are thankful to be in your house because your blood is the one that makes it possible for us to gather be forgiven and be made a people a people that praises you God, we are thankful for your son, Jesus. And today, Lord, we come to you praising your name. As God's people, we know that we are to create within ourselves, and within our community, a place for outsiders. That we are to have joyful hospitality. One of our values is to make room for guests and outsiders. Lord, I'm thankful for this church who does a great job of of looking and connecting for guests here on campus lord i know that we uh, have the opportunity in our life groups and homes to invite people into our our in our homes that might not know you to show the love of christ lord i know that it is because you showed hospitality towards us we who were sinners rebels who had rejected you you came in love to welcome us uh, as yours So Lord, help us as we want to reflect that as a people and as a church and that we want to grow in this area. We're thankful that this church sees this valuable that we would want to welcome outsiders in, for them to have a place, one, to admit their sin, two, to find a home in Jesus, and three, to come together as God's people. We're thankful for this call for us. And God, I pray as we grow in this area that we continue to do so. Lord, we're thankful for uh, Mosaic Multicultural Church in London. We uh, pray for the pastor and wife there, Lord. Uh, we know uh, Alex Brito and his wife, Aluana, are uh, praying and working and sharing the gospel. They're showing joyful hospitality there in Elephant and Castle area of London. Lord, we see and and rejoice with them as they are bringing together people of all nations, tribes, and tongue. And today, Lord, I pray that as they welcome people, as they have done so already today, uh, that, Lord, you continue to grow their name, that that you grow the name of Jesus through them, through their influence, through their walk, and we pray, God, that you would use them to reach many people for Christ. Lord, Father, we are thankful for the many opportunities that we have to serve and and pray for others in our midst. Lord, we lift up Brother Ron Aiken, and Lord, we pray for his broken arm and his surgery that will happen next week. We pray, Lord, that you would be with him in this, this time of healing. We pray for the surgery to go well. And we pray, Lord, that you would stitch that bone together quickly, be with Jackie as she cares for him. And we pray that you would be able to and get him healed so he can get back to doing the inspection of homes that we know he's doing in this season of life. Lord, we lift up Don Sousa's mom. We pray for her and her congestive heart failure. Lord, we know that she needs healing. We know that she needs to take care of her health. And Lord, we just pray that you, through your spirit, would heal her. But most importantly, Lord, we ask that you would heal her soul and call her to your loving grace. Heavenly Father, we know that we lift these things up to you and the many people who may be sick at home right now due to just the sickness that's going around, the different things, maybe people are watching at home, we pray and lift them up because we know that they would rather, as you command for us to do, to gather in person as your people. And so, Lord, we pray that you would use uh, all of heaven and earth to bring them back to us next week. Heavenly Father, we pray and lift up knowing that we're entering political season here in the Commonwealth. We know, Lord, that ads are being overrun and we'll be talking more and more as November draws near. I pray, Lord, that you would help us as Christians to be reminded that we are to vote according to our biblical values, that you would help us to see uh, the way that we should live and work and especially to vote according to your ways because we know a nation that lives by your ways will be blessed we pray also lord that you would put in us brotherly love that we would extend and hospitality even to those who differ from us politically lord we don't want to make and be a place where political divisions that are earthly drive us away from each other who are heavenly citizens so lord help us to be kind and help us to be loving as we enter this season and lord help us all to watch our tones that we would not lose the gospel witness that you've given us in order to disagree. May you be reminded that it is not that we are not part of a party of the elephant or of a donkey. We are part of the party of the lamb, Jesus Christ who died for us, who is our king, and who has established a citizenry in heaven for us. Help us to be faithful in this day. Help us to be faithful in this world. Help us to vote our values but help us to be loving representatives of you Heavenly Father we come to you knowing that there's often times that me myself have not uh, been kind during political season I know that there's times in my life that I've not been hospitable that I've chosen comfort instead of welcoming or maybe I've put up divisions that don't need to be Heavenly Father help us to be a people of hospitality and where we failed to make room for others convict us Lord help us to be reminded that you made room for us help us to be people who are always looking for connections with others help us Lord to fi- help us to uh, encourage us in our walk that we might in the same way uh, know that our sins that keep us from others commit those to you and grant forgiveness to us Lord because we're not hospitable though we know that all is not lost because it's in your son, it's the same grace extended to outsiders as extended to us, that we are forgiven. So Lord, help us to know uh, and be convicted of this, but also help us to know that there's grace available for us. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. we were reminded of this, that we are, uh, we, even though that we fail to live up what God has called us to do, that there is a great reward and great payment made for us we were reminded in Colossians chapter 2, 9 through 15, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells in bodily in Christ. And you have been filled by him, who has over every ruler and authority. You were also circumcised in him with a circumcision not done with hands, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith and working of God who raised him from the dead and when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses he erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross he disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly. He triumphed over them in him. Isn't it good to know that all of our debts have been nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. And we are forgiven in him. Let us sing about that.
1: Amen. Let's stand to our feet. singing together as we make this prayer.
2: Shaken, my soul will wait. My soul will wait for you. You're my comfort, singing church court. My comfort and I feel forsaken. My, my refuge and my sure foundation. My soul will wait. My soul will wait. The battle has been won, yes. and I fear no shame or loss. Now the sting of death is gone. You're, You're my soul. solid rock and my salvation, my steadfast hope. That born is shaken. My soul will wait. My soul will wait for. My I come and wear my heel my refuse and my sure foundation. My soul will wait, my soul will wait for you.
0: our chapter or text today. Verses one through six, the letter to the church at Sardis. We're going through these letters uh, one by one and seeing what Christ, our head, our king, has to say to us. It's a message to an ancient church, a, a message to the ideal church, or what does the ideal church look like, but also uh, for us today and revealing to us the future. So in doing so, hopefully we've we've definitely been challenged. Uh, we've been encouraged. Today we will be warned because in this letter there's nothing good to say about Sardis. And so today we should look at our hearts and see just as we sang, Lord I trust in you. This text is for me today, sovereignly chosen that I might hear from you. So Lord, what is it that you are saying to me? as you wrote to the letter of the people of Sardis. So let's read from verse 1 of chapter 3. Write to the angel of the church in Sardis. Thus says the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works. You have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Be alert and strengthen what remains Which is about to die, for I have not found your works complete before my God. Remember then what you have received and heard, keep it and repent. If you are not alert, I will come like a thief, and you will have no idea at what hour I will come upon you. But you will have a few people in Sardis who have not defiled their clothes, but they will walk with me in white because they are worthy. In the same way, the one who conquers will be dressed in white clothes, and I will never erase his name from the book of life, but I will acknowledge his name before my Father and before his angels. Let anyone who ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in your word knowing that you have truth for us. Maybe you are peering, just as we have read, about your fiery eyes into our very hearts. Maybe you're giving us a warning as a warning sign on the road we might walk down. Whatever this is, Lord, we pray as we come to your word, we would submit to it as truth and the matter for faith and practice for our lives, for our church. God, I pray that as we wrestle with this, and that the Spirit invades our hearts today, that we might never be the same again. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever maybe been working out in the yard, or maybe you've come home from exercise, or just for a long day, and you just were craving some fruit, that good, watery, goodness, juicy fruit that you think would would hit you right, where you need it and you go and maybe it's a, a big watermelon that you've been excited about in the summer or maybe it's a cantaloupe for for breakfast or maybe it's an apple at the end of the day you just see that beautiful shiny piece of fruit that you're just ready to tear into and one of the most disappointing things is right when you either cut it or Or you bite into it, you find beneath that beautiful outside, it's rotten, dead on the inside. What a waste. What a horrible thing. How you've been disappointed. How you've been looking forward to it. But what a waste. The same could be said for the Christian or a church who seems great on the outside but it's dead on the inside. Jesus writes a message to the church of Sardis warning and saying this very thing. Brother, sister, let me ask you this morning, are you spiritually dead? Is the activity in our church covering up deadness? Well, the city of Sardis, the ancient city of Sardis, was surrounded by three high cliffs with only one front supposed to defend. The residents felt that it was impregnable, and they rested on their laurels in complacency. It was very similar to their very spiritual condition. The Christians there in that city thought that they had nothing to worry about. That if they just were active for Jesus, that everything would be okay. But what ended up happening was that they faded into the culture. They began to look more like the world and less like Jesus. They did Christian activity, but they were dead on the inside. Jesus says nothing to commend this church. There was nothing good to say. Oh, he said, we know you have a reputable uh, reputation for being alive. That would be very common to what maybe someone would say today. Oh, look at that, that church. It's, it's full programs. Look at all the programs and activities they're doing. Look at the healthy budget. Look at the crowd. Look at that impressive website that they've got. But in reality, it was dead. Brother and sister, we must guard ourselves from being dead in Christ. Maybe you have filled your life with so much activity, even Christian activity, but you are spiritually dead. Maybe you attend church every week, you serve and volunteers, you turn up to life group or Bible study, but inside you're dead. Someone said, well, you, pastor, look at me. I'm I'm, I'm there every time the church is open that I'm there. But, friend, I would say, as the old saying is, uh, that sleeping in the garage doesn't make you a car as much as going to church makes you a Christian. Real Christians go to church, but not all in the church are real Christians. They've not been converted by the Holy Spirit. They've not... Been convicted, they've not trusted in the Lord. They have put on the Christian costume or they've put on the Christian activities and they've never really trusted Jesus. Or maybe you are followed Jesus, but over time, that the world has the weeds of the world have choked out your life in Jesus. That your life looks more like the world than it does Jesus. Wake up, church wake up Christian Jesus is saying be alert because your deadness will end you in a place that you can't come back from in this letter Jesus points out the deadness of the church at Sardis friends the one who has made us alive in him doesn't want us to be dead So let us find these three truths in this passage to avoid being spiritually dead. Number one, wake up to the reality of your relationship with Jesus. Wake up to the reality of your relationship with Jesus. We must diagnose our hearts to find our true spiritual condition. Jesus says, There in verse 2, wake up in the ESV. Be alert in the CSB. This is an imperative with a driving force. Wake up. Jesus urges them that they need to come to reality of where their spiritual life is. And maybe today you wonder, why did I come for this series? Why did I come today? Maybe it's just Jesus saying, wake up and look where you are with him this is interesting that this picture of waking up or not being alert is assigned here to Sardis here's a picture of Sardis and what it looked like now this is today if you see the walls of the cliffs behind them they have their city settled on these plateaus so all they had to defend was the front surely no enemy could come from the back well twice in their history once in 500 bc uh, by cyrus the great the persians overcame them they had a soldier who looked at the crevice and said i can use kind of some uh i can use maneuvers to to get up the cliff get behind where there are no soldiers they didn't to these soldiers back there to sneak in the city and open the gates and that's what happened. The enemy walked right in. Later in the 7th century the same thing happened. Twice in this history of this city that they were not alert. In the same way this church mirrored their own behavior in the world. They were spiritually sleepy, apathetic, When they heard the word preached, their minds were elsewhere, and it didn't penetrate. They were spiritually weak whenever they felt any urge to vigorously pursue a life in Christ by meditating on the scriptures, by getting up early to pray, by sharing Christ with their pagan neighbor, or by fighting that sin that they had been given in over and over again. They decided to lie down until that feeling passed away. loss of appetite, no hunger for God's word, no desire to learn anything new or rigorously apply what they learned to understand and look more like Jesus. Friends, time and time again, we are reminded that we should always be looking and checking and checking our health, being alert detecting early where there might be problems. In our health, right? There is what we're said to do, to screen early and often, make sure that there's nothing wrong further down the road. There are times in our life and and ages that we get to that we, we are to make sure we screen for certain things because if you catch it early, you can avoid the worst later. Well, early detection in our spiritual life is important as well. And in this case, we should detect if we have a dead soul. The same way this early detection of spiritual laziness and decay might lead to your death. Jesus begins this letter by saying, Thus, who has the seven spirits, which have said before, seven is complete, so he has the Holy Spirit. And the seven stars, which is the spiritual representative of the church, Jesus is saying, I know. I've run the diagnostic. I know the test. I know what's truly going on in your heart. And Jesus knows that we are heading to spiritual death. But the good news is, is because he has the Holy Spirit and because he has the messenger of the church, because we are his believers, it is never too late. And because of this, Jesus wants to come and tell you. He said, not everybody in the church is this way. It's not too late. My prayer is today is that being here and singing the songs that point us to Jesus, praying together, hearing this word, that you are hearing Jesus say to you to wake up, be alert. Jesus is described as being light in the Scripture. And he is shining light into your life right now. Just as the doctor comes in and he or she takes that light and looks in your throat for infection or looks in your ears or or checks you out. Jesus is looking and shining the light to point of the decay in your life. Ephesians 5.14 says, for, for what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, Get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Isn't it good to know that when we are ready to, to rise up ready to change. Jesus is saying, I will help you. I will come along with you. The reality in Sardis is that the majority was so compromised by the pagan community that the church was Christian in name only. Like the prodigal son of whom the father said, the son of mine was dead that said of your life that you've compromised so much that you look so much like the world that you don't pray you don't seek the Holy Spirit you don't seek the word you don't share the gospel you don't come close to God instead you just hope that one day it makes it works itself out student when you're at school want to look more like your unchristian friends and the world than you do want to look like Jesus? Have you stopped pursuing Jesus in your walk because you don't want to seem weird? There's a few of you who are at work are chasing the next big promotion and your walk is so far from Jesus so disconnected that maybe no one in the office would even say that you're a Christian. Maybe you're so caught up in the culture of comfort that you've taken the easy place and you've put your Christianity in the safe little box that's hidden in the corner that only gets to see the light of day on Sundays. Friends, we need to take light of our spiritual life condition. Where are you right now? Maybe, praise God, you are, you are active and living and, and God is near to you and you are, are striving and fighting sin and praying. Praise God. But if you're not, brother or sister, see this as a spiritual check now so that your soul doesn't end up dead. Second to avoid spiritual deadness. We need to, number two, remember what you have been taught and repent of how you have disobeyed. Remember what you have been taught and repent of how you have disobeyed. Disobeyed. Verse two, be alert and strengthen what remains which is about to die for you have, have not found your works complete. But remember then, remember what you have received and heard and keep it and repent this is the spiritual doctor Jesus coming and writing a prescription for us what is it the diagnosis spiritual deadness going down the wrong path well he's saying remember know what you've taught keep it repent Jesus the spiritual doctors gave Sardis this diagnosis and the treatment his prescription of, was strength training for greater endurance, rigorous remembering, rehearsing the foundational truths of the gospel that had once invigorated them, and turning away from spiritual sloth and towards a more vigorous and engaged life of repentance and faith. The church at, at Ephesus was also told this in chapter 2, verse 5, but here the Lord tells us to Remember. But what are we to remember? Well, what we're going to do at the end of our service today. We're going to gather at the Lord's table and remember what Christ has done. We're going to remember what he did for us and how he sacrificed his life for our sins. That we are to remember the truth of the gospel for those who have received and heard. The church had received the faith and abiding truth at the moment they came from hearing. And again and again, they needed to rehearse the gospel to themselves. Again and again, they need to remind themselves what Christ has done for them through his bloody cross and glorious resurrection, that he lived the life they should have lived. He died the death they should have died. He experienced the wrath of God that should be theirs. Members of the church had received the faith in abiding trust the moment they came to faith and hearing. Christ calls on them to remember what they were taught, remember who they've placed their faith in. And just like the church at Ephesus and Pergamum and later Laodicea and Sardis was told also to repent. That we are to remember and repent, that we're to remember Christ, keep his word, and repent. And they were warned that if they did not, they would face judgment. He was saying there in verse 4, I will, but, um, excuse me, in verse 3, and remember what you've received and heard, repent. If you're not alert, I will come like a thief. You have no idea the hour I will come upon you. Jesus is reminding this coming like a thief unexpectedly is a visit on them in judgment. This is not new to Jesus, or his teaching. Matthew 4, verse 43, but know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. Brothers and sisters, we are reminded that if we, as we look at our spiritual reality, as we look to Christ, we keep his word, that we are reminded that if there's anything out of line that we are to quickly repent, we cannot stay in it. We can't find... Uh, stay in nominal Christianity. We can't stay in slothness in our walk with Jesus because we don't know when Jesus is coming. But we are to remember when baseball players get into slumps and being a Yankees fan, I've seen a lot of slumps this year because they're in last place. But what they try to do, these sluggers, they go back and what do they do? They they go back to old video of when they were successful or what they, were, they had done before. And they say, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to look. Oh, this is, how, this is how my stance was. This is where I held my arm. My elbow was up. It wasn't down. It wasn't lagging. It was, they remember what they did for success. And this way, we are called to remember that our success comes only through Jesus. That we are reminded what we're taught, that we must preach the gospel to ourselves daily. This spiritual reflex, this spiritual discipline of preaching the gospel to ourselves is important. For every Christian to remind and rehearse the gospel every day. We talk about this in our new members class. We talk about this often. But as Tim Keller said, the gospel is not the ABCs of being a Christian. It's the A to Z of being a Christian. Everything revolves around the gospel as Christians. That it is in Christ, it is through Christ that we live, that we become forgiving people, joyful people, people, peaceful people, holy people. All these things, not on our way, our strength, our might, but in Jesus in us. And we have to preach that to ourselves, reminding ourselves of our identity, reminding whose we are and and what Jesus did for us. In doing so, preaching the gospel is both reactive and proactive. It's reactive if we encounter temptation and frustration that in the moment we can reflect reflect back on our sins and circumstances and find the gospel that forgives us. But it's also proactive. It goes on the offense when we feed our souls regular rhythms to task, so that we can be prepared for the daily disappointments in life that are streaming our way, that we know that this world and others don't matter how much they might hurt us, how might they be against us, but if we are in Christ, we are sure and we can face all things. So we must rehearse this gospel together. We need to remember, maybe that's where you are, maybe you need to take account That you need to preach the gospel to yourself. To awaken your senses to Jesus. Paul Tripp counsels to make this a daily practice. To gaze on the beauty of Christ. To remember that we are a child of God. Rest in his power and provision. And act in reliance on him. Brother, sister, maybe this reflective nature of the gospel is what you need. But maybe as you diagnose that you realize you've never trusted in Christ to begin with you've never seen your sin and the cost that is that b- by yourself and right now that you have no way to stand before God and say that you could be that you could be his or enter the kingdom of heaven unless for Christ and if that is the case then brother sister the good news that we can turn to Jesus today Because number three, Jesus says he will claim us before his Father in heaven when we endure. When we endure, when we seek to be alive in him, when we are faithful, that we know that Jesus has come into our life, when he has saved us, not on any act of ourselves, not in any place, but that Jesus will claim us before his Father in heaven, all because of his work on the cross, not because what we have done, but because what he has done verse 4 through 6 it says but you have a few people who have not defiled their clothes and they will walk with me in white because they are worthy in the same way the one who conquers will be dressed in white clothes and I will never erase his name from the book of life but will acknowledge his name before my father and before his angels praise God for this good news for those of us who know that there's sin in our life, that we need to repent, we need to be restored, that we need to walk out of our spiritual slothness, if we need to stay close to Christ, the good news is that we can be sure that the spiritual life has been breathed into us when we have been joined to Christ, and it will have its full effect. It won't run out. It won't run out of gas. It won't be failed. Instead, in Christ, we know and it is sure how do we know this? Well, Jesus gives three wonderful blessings that those who endure, those will walk with me. Verse 4, those who have been few not into father their clothes, they will walk with me in white. What a wonderful picture of friendship and joy and partnership that we have in Jesus. Secondly, verse 4 and 5, that we will be dressed in white, this image of purity this purity is not something we've done or that we've earned because we know we are sinners and that we constantly soil and mess ourselves up all the time just like my three-year-old but we do so spiritually sinning and disobeying god but in christ we receive his purity his robe of righteousness his white clothes that we can stand in honor before the king and those he says their name will never be removed from the book of life this image of security the name is ascribed in the book that when you're in you're in that you're in the book of life jesus talks about this in other places, but Revelation says, nothing unclean will ever enter it, talking of the new heavens and earth, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life. When the day comes that the book of life is opened, when the list of names in the book is read, people of Sardis who trusted in Christ, the people at Hebron Baptist who have trusted in Christ, we know that we will hear our names read. Praise God for what Christ has done. Praise God that he has fixed a future for us. That the gospel changes our de- identity from lost to found, from orphan to child of God, from wrecked to redeemed, from empty to be filled with the Spirit, from captive to free, from broken to new creation, from bankrupt to co heir, from aimless to ambassador, from sinner to saint, from dead to alive. Amen. Praise God that Jesus doesn't give up on us. Praise God that it is his work and life in us that we can have a sure, be sure that eternity is ours. Brothers, sister, it doesn't matter what type of spiritual activity that you do or that you try to cover yourself with, if you're dead, you're dead. Remember what Christ has done. Repent and begin to do what you've done at first, regularly being plugged into a gospel church be in life group, be in do group, have others who who you've been given the opportunity to always be diagnosing your heart and encouraging you to walk in faith. And may we be a church that is not dead, but instead just doing activity for the sake of activity, but instead who's in lockstep with Jesus. Someone wrote, a dead church lacks evangelistic and missionary zeal, turned inward on their own needs, preferences and comfort, unhealthy churches give half-hearted attention to the conversion of the lost. In contrast, living churches devote time, resources and energy to both local evangelism and worldwide missions. In the message to the Sardis, to Sardis, we saw Christ revealed as the life-giver. He alone grants spiritual vitality to those with a comatose or dying faith. In light of his urgent alarm to Sardis, all of us who tend towards spiritual stupor must turn from the stale religious routine and embrace the abundant life only Jesus Christ can provide. He extends a sincere invitation to you right now. If you feel the stiffness of spiritual, spiritual rigor mortis setting in, take Christ's words to heart. Wake up and declare your devotion to Him. Brother, sister, wake up. Wake up now. Declare your devotion to Christ now. Do not delay. Do not wait before you're spiritually dead. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this warning and word from Jesus today. May we be a church that is not dead but just filled with activity, but instead vibrant relationships, Concern for the lost. Preaching the gospel to ourselves and to each other. Looking to impact just our, down the road and around the world. Help us to be people who pray for the lost. Pray for the dying. Pray for the concerned. But also may we live with faith for you. And Heavenly Father, may we individually as Christians who make up this church, if we are dead, then we have dying body parts that are making this church hard to run so Lord I pray that we take our individual responsibility to turn to Christ come alive look to him be restored run walk, endure draw close share the gospel, pray that we are alive with him We're thankful for that grace that covers us in those periods in our life when we are stagnant. But Lord, we know that you don't want us to stay that way. Lord, I pray that you would diagnose our hearts and bring truth to the front that we need to wrestle with. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. And as we respond in faith, let's stand to our feet and make this our prayer that God would wake us up and revive us as a people. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
2: The lamb that was slain, who has borne all our sins and have cleansed every stain Hallelujah thy glory, hallelujah.
1: didn't watch this video
0: of all the different ministries and the the kind of the goal of all of us Kentucky churches here in the Commonwealth seeking to win people for Jesus so if you have not taken time to use your prayer list or to give an offering for Eliza Broaddus we hope that you'll do so in the next few weeks the many different ministries and missions that they do and so we hope that you will give sacrificially to that offering if you're a guest thankful thank you again for being here today we're about to uh, uh, have a couple more things to do to the end of the service but we do want to remind you to take that completed connect card uh, to the next steps desk out the double doors to the immediate left so that you might uh, get your get uh, get your gift if this is your first time with you today uh, the, a reminder gospel at every home today at four o'clock so we hope that you'll come and take part in going out to our community inviting them to church sharing the gospel Uh, also a couple of things we need to make sure that you're aware of Uh, coming up next sunday october 1st is our members meeting and dessert fellowship so next sunday night october 1st can you believe it's going to be october already six o'clock dessert fellowship we just invite you to bring desserts to come with you to share Uh, we'll meet together we'll have a members meeting and I'll say this on behalf of the elders who are kind of in charge of that meeting. We realize that the last one went way too long. We're going to make sure that it's under an hour, or at least at an hour, to make sure that we get all of our stuff done. We do have some things to vote on, and so we hope that you'll come next Sunday night at 6 o'clock, and then we will have a dessert fellowship afterwards. So next Sunday, October 1st, Six o'clock. Also, please mark your calendar. This is Northern Kentucky Baptist Association dessert and Gaither Choir concert. It's Wednesday, October 4th, so it's coming not too long from now. Again, there will be a dessert and then there will be a, a senior choir from Lone Oak First Baptist in Paducah will be here and will sing Gaither songs and other Southern gospel songs. And so, uh, seniors, this is your time to invite someone, come along and we'll have other churches from the association be here for that. Just uh, pray for Mark, because he has a lot to do to get ready for that, uh, to make room for a 55-member choir. So it's going to be a huge choir in here. So we hope that you'll make sure that you come be a part of that. Well, we do want to uh, worship through offering and giving. That is another act of worship that the, the Bible gives us and directs us in. We've prayed, we've sang, we've, we've read Scripture together. Now we need to give as God has called us to give. So let me pray as we give this morning. Heavenly Father, uh, we pray for as we come and give faithfully to you, Lord, out of obedience to you, but out of knowing that you make an impact in the world with our offerings, knowing that you help missionaries and ministries here in the Commonwealth, uh, that you help give resources to train our church members in the gospel, that we can support missionaries around the globe. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to be faithful as we worship in honor of you as an act of thanksgiving to give back to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: god engages our
2: heart may jesus christ be known wherever we are we ask not for ourselves but for your renown. the
1: cross has saved us so we stand to our feet and sing. Let your kingdom come, let
2: your will be done, so that everyone might know your name. Let your song be heard everywhere. on earth is time let your kingdom come
1: give us your strength oh God
2: Perform your wondrous deeds Through those who are weak Lord, use us as you are Whatever the test By grace we'll preach your gospel to come let your will be done so that everyone might know your name let your soul So that everyone might know your name. Let your do
0: Behind you should be the elements for the supper. Just kind of walk through the instructions here. There is a small.